Thanks for tuning in to your day off podcast, hosted by your boys, Corey and Tony. I think by the end of today, I might have another best friend. They're committed to making you fall in love with the hair industry, one podcast at a time. Uh, you're going to grab a lot of information. Yeah, you're going to learn a lot. Presented by Hair Industry. Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. Your day off podcast will begin after a word from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Of course, I'm sitting with my best friend, Tone. What's up, buddy? What's up, best friend? <laughs> best friend. I'm trading you in today. Watch. Uh, you threaten that every time. I know every podcast like, you're no longer my best friend. Well, right. that's because we always well, have you a- tried, and then, then whoever we're interviewing uh, decide to let you keep your best friend. <laughs> Thank God for them. <laughs> They're like, we're not going to be your best friend, <laughs> right? Bro. You're the worst. <laughs> hey, first off, so, um, uh, now I got to second guess my best friend. <laughs> You do, you probably should. You should probably uh, take counsel with our guests every right. time. Why um, aren't you taking this guy? I know, right? So uh, first and foremost, big shout out to Premier Orlando. We're sitting live at Premier Orlando. Um, thank you for them for just bringing us in, allowing us to to do this and bring us into the uh, to the awesome uh, media room. Um, and you know, we just we just appreciate it. But most importantly, dude, people are back. Man, it is so good to see everybody's beautiful face on that floor. Yeah, it's it, it's it's been a it's it's really cool because the energy is the same of what it was, you know, pre what that that thing that happened in twenty twenty. Yeah, and, and I'm excited for our guests because I'm gonna you know I want to see from their perspective to see all the faces back on the floor when yeah, they're yeah, on yeah. the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no doubt. So, um, again, what's really cool for us and why we like to do live events is that we get to uh, we get to mix it up with um with, with old friends, you know. And, and and our goal coming into every weekend is to uh, is to dig deeper with uh, with our older friends and to uh, and to find some new friends. So today we're in this podcast we're digging deeper with an older friend, and uh, we we can't. Um, I'm excited. We've uh, we've she's been on the podcast. She's been on the podcast, and and like. To be honest, I'm such a fan. Like I'll I'll figure out any reason to kind of bring her back on the podcast. So you know uh, that's what we're doing here. Yeah, she definitely has a, a open mic anytime she wants it. Uh, yeah, well, we, we we love her. She liked our podcast so much last time that she started her own. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so today our, our our guest is Sophie Polk, not Pock. I was I was corrected, but also known as it's Stagold Thirty One, right? Yes. So Stagold Thirty One. Um. Um, we're bringing her back on the podcast, and uh, she did a post about about like anxiety and stage fright, and we're gonna. I, I want to talk about it because um, I kind of have a stage fright story, so uh, I think we'll go back and forth, and we can kind of, you know, hopefully we can help a couple people, you know. But, but before we get there, uh, there's so much has happened uh, from where we last talked to her oh, on yeah. the podcast into where she's at now. Oh yeah, like. I- sh- yeah, dude. Uh, I like to get into some of that stuff. We're, we're going to get into all of it. Awesome. Sound good? Yep. Sound good? So, Sophie, welcome back to your day off, man. Thanks for having me back. It seems like your your guys' friendship has developed even further since Ours? last time. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, we just talked about like separating each other. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. Not, yeah, I like I like that. There's there's more. Uh, you I don't remember your guys' intro like that. Really? So it was really cool to see you guys just been able to do this for a while. You know? So yeah. It's cool. It's cool. I, yeah, I don't. I guess because last time we did this, we 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 um, we rented an Airbnb outside of BTC. I'll tell you why we did that in a sec. But um, but um, so it was that was a weird dynamic. Right, like being at BTC and then being off-site and then bringing people off-site to that. Um, but we had no option because, you know, BTC happens in hotels. And we're like, well, we don't want to sit in a hotel and then go, hey, Sophie, sit on the corner of my bed and let's chop it up. You know what I mean? You're all uncomfortable and stuff. So that's why we did the, that's why we did the Airbnb. Why, why are you there? wiggling your hips and stuff like that? Because you know, <laughs> yeah. you're going to get a fall off the bed. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't remember the intro then. But, um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know where we're going. That was all crazy. But, um. Yeah, welcome back. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. So uh, I, I want to start right off. Like, how did like, how did statement come about, and how did like like how long how long had you been working on it and getting it off the ground and all that good stuff? Uh, the cool thing with this project is, um, you know, I think as a barber, as a hairstylist, there's when you kind of just fall into a flow of like doing what you love. I think from an outside perspective, like a company, um, they see that and they want to be a part of it, and we're so used to doing collaborations with people that have already created products that it's just like a, let's just stamp your name on it. Let's just put your face on it, right? right. Um, this was the first opportunity that me, Julius Caesar, and Nomad Barber had the opportunity to create it from scratch. So we're like, this is new. This is not something that already exists. And I believe in timing because before that happened, I almost got swayed into a different company, which have been would have been a conflict of interest. So... It's really crazy. Like a different liquid line? Yeah. yeah. So it would have been totally a no-go. Like statement grooming might have not happened the same way. So it's kind of crazy how those incidences that didn't work out led us to that together. Um, and so far, it's been definitely new for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I come from a clipper company education team. So, you know, we're based more on technical things. Um, this is way more creative and styling now so right. it's 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 actually allowing me to grow in a different way as well so did the three of you guys like do you guys continually to to just like kind of butt heads or and, and just brain just kind of like just go at it like you know what's going to be best for the the product line for for whatever i mean ha- so far it's been pretty uh it's been pretty smooth it's almost like we actually have complementary brains. It's like what one person's really good at, the other two don't. So it's collectively, it's actually really nice. We haven't bumped heads much. It's been really cool to see. Like you just know there's certain topics that are more uncomfortable if you're not already in that type of like creative thinking. I think Mm -hmm. that's also like a skill building in certain areas. Um, So we actually complement each other really well. And to be clear, like you're not the face of this product. This is your product. Yes. I mean, that's huge. It's huge. It's huge because I, I can't, as a collection, me being or as a collective, being the three of you, I can't think of kind of like a product brand that's out there that's been a collective like that. Like, we always have, like, the old guy's name on a product line, you know, but, but, but to have, like, three people from the industry who do it. Who still do it, yes. Who still do it, and then for them and to do it and, at the highest level. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, yeah. and, 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 and to have, and again, to have a liquid line for that. I mean, you, you just don't see that. I, I, I can't think of an example. I'm trying to go through my head thinking of an example, but you know, it, it, I just can't think of it. You yeah. Know? 
no, it's been it's been a really cool ride. So, so far. did you guys? So from day one with statement, did you guys say, "Hey, we want to do this," and then we have to find someone to do it for you, or did someone got did somebody come to you and say, "Hey, we want to do a liquid line and we want to make it about you guys"? Uh, we were approached by a big corporation, so they were like, "We'll we'll help fund this project, and you guys create it however you want." So that alone in itself, I mean. There's definitely a struggle being able to create products from your own. I mean, there's so many avenues. And if you don't have the right business partners, the right money to have testing little robots that can put things in like high degrees to see how they function. I mean, it can be very difficult. And I've heard it from people that have created their own lines by themselves. And it's like massively amazing for them. Mm -hmm. Um, We got lucky enough to be backed by a big corporation that has those type of resources. So for us, it was really just based around the creativity, the way things work, the way things smell, um, the functionality, what the brand means to us. Mm -hmm. So we got to have uh, our brains melted into a different part of the process. So a lot of the stressful part was actually somebody else's issue. Right. All, the, all the tough things about it. How cool is it that we're in a time when, like, corporate is allowing you to be creative? Exactly. And that's why it's such a big deal. You know, you're things are shifting, and especially now more than ever, like, people are more drawn to supporting brands that are connected to people. I think it, it's easy for all of us. Like, sometimes you just, like, there's certain people you look up to. It's like, just because I like what this person does, you just want to support that. Yeah. And I think with now with even like hair products, like I feel like people are like that in the same way. That's that's really cool. Were you guys um, w- were you always intended to go into Cosmoprof, or was Cosmoprof something that you guys picked up later? Uh, that came later, but definitely wanted to be in there. Like we were trying to hit uh, upscale boutiques, that kind of place first. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's like everyone's trying to get in on it, so we're super happy with it. That's cool. Was it pretty exciting? Like, like, take me back to the room where, like, when Cosmoprof was like, yeah, we're going to carry this line, and, and, and what you guys felt? I didn't get the initial reaction right away. Um, I forgot even when it happened. But I think walking into a Cosmoprof and seeing, like, a little shelf life for us, that was probably, like, holy shit, I could cry right now. I'm not going to lie. I cried for you. <laughs> Yeah. You know, because like, like when we when it, it was cool, like, like I've sent you like text of like you on the clippers and stuff like that, you know, and that was just fun for me. But it still felt like somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like your face was on it, but it still felt like somebody else. When I saw like you, you guys actually on this on this, it was actually on the end cap and saw you guys. I was like, dude, you know, because because that was just another rung in elevation. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was it was so dope. And I was like, that's that's really cool. And do you guys get together, like, like create your own booths now at these shows mm-hmm. or, and, and, you know, work mm-hmm. the stage and everything and, and for your own brand? Yeah. Or? And it's kind of crazy because it takes me back to when we started the the Clipper with Babelis. Small little stage, and then eventually it just gets bigger and bigger. So we, we have a good feeling that we'll be heading in that way as well. It's more than just, just being that brand because you walk the walk. You're actually, you know what I mean? You live it. And and I, we're so excited because we, we talk about you all the time. And we're so excited about it. But but now not only you're gonna do what you do, but you know you're gonna support other people to help do what you know. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, of course, it's like it's like being given your first shot to teach a class on on a stage. It's that feeling. But now it's like, who's next? Who can you help get there? Because what's the point of learning anything if you can't pass it on? 
Yeah. Right. You know, there's there's always going to be a new wave. And it's not like we're entering out or anything, but it's like it needs to continue. It needs to grow. It needs to move. You're opening opportunities for people to, you know, use it as a stepping stone, sometimes using it as a way to inspire themselves in a different way. And I think it's just a positive thing to do for the entire industry, no matter what brand you work for. I got to be honest. I have no idea. As many brand affiliates that you have, I have no idea how you have time at a hair show, you know, between, you know, Statement and Babilis. And, you know, you're in, I see you all over the place and running back and forth and stuff. Well, first of all, I guess this is a perfect time to thank you for making time for us today. Cause we made it work. <laughs> we, we made, made it, it work, work, dude. And not at 9 a.m. Because you were like, no, I'm not doing 9 a.m., bro. <laughs> I was I was on stage at 9.30. So I, I miscalculated what I was reading. That's no, no yeah. big deal. We're here, we're here, man. So how, how has that been? I mean, since statement, I mean, now you have this other commitment. Um, crazy enough, I picked up more video production over the last two years mm-hmm. with the pandemic. So it is a bit crazy when I think about my commitments that I have to uphold every single week. Um, but you know, it just comes down to what are you, are you being the best version of yourself? Are you doing and maxing out as much as you can? Not to the point that you're going to die or anything, but there's, there's a level that you can live with and it's, and it's pushing yourself to get there. And I think with the pandemic of just like not having the option, like, you know, when, when we really couldn't go out and we're really on lockdown, it was like, wow, this is you remember that feeling, and I'm like, if I'm able to, like, go out there again, I don't think I can slow down. And what I thought I was going hard in before that, when I think back now, I'm like, oh, I was, I was sleeping. No. You know? Right. So I can right give now, more, right? Yeah, I can give more. And now that I'm doing it in so many ways, so many brands, so many platforms to cover, I'm like, if, if I could do this, I can – there's definitely more. It's just, it's just allowing myself to, like uh, – Make it a habit. Right. 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 Do you, um, does statement, uh, does statement, the brand statement, do they, is the intention to bring on other hairdressers or other, other barbers and, and bring them on? Totally. Um, we, we just launched our first U.S. ambassadors. We have uh, DG Cuts. We have CJ the Barber from Texas, DJ, DG from Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Joe Vaughn, which is from Miami. And then we have Zach from, San Jose. San, California? California, yeah. That's awesome. We're going to Monterey in a couple weeks. Oh, nice. That's not too far away. It's funny. She's naming all these names, right? It's kind of like the the barbering world's kind of a little even cooler because as she's calling out names, reminds me of the mob. We got, oh, we got Fat Tony over <laughs> here. We got Big Anthony. You know, we got. You know. <laughs> That's really what it feels like right? now, right? right? There's like certain characters that you just know. That's so funny, man. <laughs> like everyone has a has an alias, right? Right. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <what I> mean? <laughs> so, but in the mob, so much cool. those, In the mob, you earn those names, right? Right. But the, I mean, obviously, you're getting a stage name because you you've earned it. Fair. That was your Instagram handle. Remember the first couple shows? Yeah. It was like that's not Patty. That's Patty Cuts. Right. Los cut it. It's like right. it's like what's your IG name? It wasn't even about your real name. It was like what's your IG handle? Because then it's like you can familiarize like what you've been following. First time we met Olivia Smalley, I only remember her as OMG Artistry, and we met we actually we met here at Premiere in in like a back hallway in you know one of the hallways, and it was Monday morning, so you know everyone's hungover and stuff. And Olivia walks up to us and she's like, "Hey guys!" And like I wanted to introduce her to the team, but then I'm like, I don't even know her it's name. Still like that because right now we're like, yeah, you know, stay gold, right? It's, it's, it's Stagel. It's, it's not Sophie. It's, right. it's, it's Stagel. It's you know what I mean? When we talk. Yeah. Like, 
I don't know if I told you guys that people call me Stay. Like really? Stay is like my stay? first name. Stay. Really? Gold. And then Gold is my last name. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like Stay. I swear I hear that at least every time, every show. I wouldn't. Do you do you actually hear it or? or I do hear it. Yeah. It's like I've I've heard it so much now that I'm like, uh, I think that's me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's really funny, man. That's hilarious. That is. Um, so we, we won't walk by and yell, "Stay." Yeah. yeah. If you do, I'll know it's you guys. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, then we're definitely doing. <laughs> you know, we're gonna hear it a lot more <laughs> after Yo, this. You, actually, you're <laughs> in trouble. <laughs> be careful. Said that. <laughs> be careful what you wish for. We'll, we'll get a chant going. Stay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so um when you first when you first started presenting and, and all that how was that oh it's a jumps out of your skin kind of feeling you know mm-hmm. i definitely remember long beach issc was my first hair show uh with babeless at the time and you know like you already know going into it that public speaking is something that like I mean, taking it back to high school, even college, when you have to get up in front of everyone and be like, hi, my name is such and such, and the project is whatever. Stay, Right? <laughs> and you can just feel your hands yeah. just shaking. And even in group uh, group uh, projects, I always struggled with, like, I don't know, like, how to, like, speak up. It was just, like, very difficult. So when I had the first opportunity to teach, I was like, beyond just teaching for a Clipper company that was completely new experience – I was like, this is actually a sign and a a challenge for me to maybe finally get over my public speaking fear. So when I did it, you know, the night before, I'm like studying. You know, they put us through a training, which was really cool. Um, I really appreciate that about them. They gave us like, you know, uh, a guideline to follow. So it was never like, we want you to be like this. And that's something I've always really appreciated about them mm-hmm. is, you know, let the artist be them, but we'll just give you guidelines to help you until you find your own formula of how to structure your classes. And so I'm studying, I'm studying, I'm like, tool, 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 this, this, and that. And then I went on stage and I literally blanked. Like my face just went white and I was like, somebody's got to take over. Like I have no words. And so... And, you know, when you're on stage, one second feels like a minute. So if you have a few seconds, it's, it's a killer. And, ev- and then you're looking at, and then now you can't help but look at everyone in the audience just staring at you, waiting for you to say something. And it's like, it's very overwhelming. That's my exact same story. Really? Yeah, I was on, I was on um, we were, uh, I guess we are mid-20s or something. We are in like our mid-20s, and the first time I ever had to speak in front of a stage, it was like 350 people, right? I was by myself. I mean, it was me and a model. And I went on the stage and like my mistake was that I had written all this stuff out, but I was not using the verbiage that I use every day. I was trying to be the smartest person in the room and I'm like using like words like bespoke, right? Like who uses bespoke in, in natural? Like I've never heard anyone say that unless they're standing on a stage. They had a white wig on. Exactly. So then I get on stage and literally every, you, I didn't know my name. Right. Like, like everything went gone. And now I'm sitting on stage. And I'm like, the only thing in my head was how do I get off the stage? Like, how do I get off the stage? And then, um, I mean, luckily I had, if I didn't have a model, I'd still be there because I was able to go over to the model and go, okay, I did this and this and this and that was all. But, you know, my five-minute presentation might have been 30 seconds. But like you said, it felt like 30 minutes. So if it was so bad, five years later, I would wake up in the middle of the night in, in panic attacks. Oh, my God. It was crazy. And I never, and we did no public speaking until we started the podcast. Wow. Wow. So you've come a long way. Well, well the, the podcast is not public speaking, right? Like this is three friends sitting around having a coffee, right? That that's what that's what the conversation is, you know. But ten months into it, we were invited to do the uh, Modern Salon Digital Summit out in L.A., and that was the first time we had to be on stage. And like I was, 
I had a really, really rough four hours leading up to getting on stage, oh, you know? That you're just probably pacing back and forth. I was pacing. I was sweating. I was like... And what I didn't know, and I, I kind of got to go back. It's all it's all weirdness and stuff. But but the, uh, the, the salon did... We had just started the podcast 10 months in. You with me? So we had just started the podcast. So I go into the room and, and all these LA influencers are in. So the very people that we wanted to bring on to the podcast, now they were my audience. And I never... Until we got there, I never anticipated that at all. But what that did is that just that that leveled up that that anxiety and stuff. Because I wanted to be, I wanted to make a good impression. So right. you know, it was cool. I mean, it, it was. I understand those breaks. the The first presentation I did was for a Paul Mitchell Hair School uh, in Costa Mesa at the time, mm-hmm. and it was in front of like a hundred students. And it's like it's students, so why is that so anxious? Right, like shouldn't feel like a lot of pressure but it's a lot of eyeballs and I choked so bad it took me a year and a half to ever try it again I was like broken down from that one because it was like wow that's so difficult I don't know how people do this I Mm -hmm. I just quit after that I was like I don't think I can get up in front of people and talk that's a while 100% it took me but 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 what triggered yeah but what triggered the comeback though I mean what I think you just get to a point and maybe it's you're getting older too. It's like how, how you, the, the pain of dealing with it over and over again and knowing that it's not getting better. My craving for it to not be, to not affect me so much, I think started to get bigger. I'm like, I don't, I just don't want to feel like this, like this anymore. So it's literally, I think it's just timing. And that's when the whole babyless thing started happening that I was like, you know what? This is that moment. I think this is time to like go through it again and then try to make it better. Go through it again, but try to control it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and not nerves. and not and not let the not let the room. I got great. Um, I got great advice from Jen Plank, who was um at the time uh, was an inspirational speaker speaker for uh for Salon Centric, and and I called her right before we went on, and I go, bro, I need some help, you know. And she's like, you're gonna be fine, but you know that's what we that's what we tell our friends, right? But. I think that she saw a little bit more that I needed a little bit more. And she said, listen, whenever you're talking to a crowd, the conversation isn't for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, the conversation is for somebody and your somebody is going to be there. So mm-hmm. just talk to that somebody. You don't that's physically know. It's good, right? Yeah. And you don't physically know who that someone is, but know that the someone is in the audience. Mm-hmm. And that's the person that you're reaching. You know, my, my fear in the beginning was I was only 20, 25, 26. And I, my fear was, there is somebody in that room that's older, that's wiser, that has more experience, and they're going to judge me if, if I don't know my shit. Imposter syndrome. Yeah, so I was like, that was my fear. of Like, why would they want to listen to me? I've been in the industry less years, and it just, just kind of just put stuff on myself. And so I think that was always in the back of my mind. So obviously in the audience, like, you see a lot of older people, and I'm mm-hmm. like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it, man. I totally get it. I mean, even at these, sh- at, at these shows and, like, even like Instagram and stuff like, like when Instagram started, I had no idea the talent in the country. Same. You only knew the people that worked next to you. That's it. That was it. And yeah. then, the, and then Instagram happens. You're like, Oh my God. Like everybody's a star, mm-hmm. you but, know, but was the brand willing to hold on a year and a half for you? I mean, a lot of, we were all new. So they knew they had to build us all. And, and when we started, there was five of us, um, not including Rob, Rob was already on, but like five new people that were part of the new group. Um, and we all started literally at the same level of just 
this is how you do a presentation. This mm-hmm. is a two hour format. And that was really how we built it up first. So, you know, they didn't, they didn't fully throw us onto trade shows like all the time because it was so much pressure and our booth was way more small. So way smaller audience. But one thing that really helped us is they sent us a lot to, to do uh, two hour formats in different small cities. So like, say for example, I go to Seattle, I do three stops in one day two hour, two hour, two hour. So you're just, you're building that, that script that works for you. Um, and then you're, you're, you're learning to create better lingo, you know, and right. you, and you start to remember, Oh, when I talk about this, I, I have, I have these built up. So over time, as you do it, your, your list of cards in the back of your head for certain topics start to grow. So now it's like, if I hear certain things, it triggers that deck of cards. And like, right. I just know I, I, I you, you're quicker with it. And at the beginning, you're just like, it's so vague. It's so open. What direction do I go? Mm-hmm. Am I hitting an experienced person? Because that's something you probably learn later too. Is in a class of twenty five, everyone's a different level. How do you give how, enough? How do you talk to the middle of the room? Yeah, yeah, that's tough because then there's always that one person that that, that has something to say, but you can always take and learn from those those people as well. <laughs> You're slick. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, when you, when you were doing your two hour stuff. Did, did you go as a team? Uh, individual. We, so it was which was less pressure, I, oh, really? I would say, yeah. I think when you're in front of people. Uh, have you guys done Toastmasters? No, I mean, I'm, I'm very familiar with it, but yeah, no, I haven't. So, so I always feel like if I teach in front of people I don't know, it's a lot easier than teaching in front of people that you do know. Because you're going to see oh, them again. It. Completely. And they have a judgment on how you teach or whatever you're yeah. sharing. They already know. Yeah, yeah. with new you. people, they don't know. So you can you can be somebody else even, and they wouldn't even know. So mm-hmm. the pressure was on. So doing the the class by yourself, it's your own structure. There's no segueing. Um, you know, doing it on stage here, even till today, it's still a struggle because we're all talking about different things and trying to make it sound cohesive is, mm-hmm. is difficult to do. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Is it... I. Um I was listening to Sam Villa last night um, at the bar, and he was he was talking about how presenting in the pit and presenting in a class is, is different for him and, and the techniques that he that he uses. Do you have different um, techniques from working in the pit and working in the in a classroom? One thousand percent. I almost bring in the classroom stuff to here, and you just realize right away it doesn't work. Every there's more distraction, and that's just you just got to learn how to simplify your lessons to make it fit the crowd mm-hmm. and the environment. Um, Cause in a classroom setting, I feel like I'm probably more in depth because you just know people are there for whatever you're teaching in a trade show situation. It's like they could just been walking by and just wanted to catch it really quick. And then you're working against lighting. You're working against people getting in and out and doubting yourself at the same time. Do I suck? Why are people <laughs> leaving? Like people right. are on their phone. Am I not talking loud enough? <laughs> right. so there's just all these like thoughts going into your head and yeah, it, it gets a little draining sometimes. It's hard. It's hard to balance and juggle everything at trade shows. Trade shows I think are mentally challenging for me than they are in versus like a regular classroom. Do you, do you still get anxiety when you, when you go up every time, but I, I can keep it calm. I can look collective on the outside, but inside I'm kind of like. What do they call that? A, a duck, like where they're calm on top, but their feet are like kicking mm-hmm. underneath the water. Right, right. That's yeah. totally it. Yeah, you definitely can't tell. You're cool. No. Yeah, I have a pretty good resting bitch face too. <laughs> so that helps me with a lot. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true at all. Intimidated. Yeah. 
I'm, I, I know I'm unapproachable, but I'm always happy once I, I see someone I know. But I'm, I'm, I'm usually okay. Myself. Okay, okay, true story. Yeah. Yeah, the first time we met, I was, like, terrified of you. <laughs> That's true. I forget how we, like, I know the first time that we met, but I can't remember when we had the re-meet. But, but the first time we met, I was like, I'm kind of scared of her. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a face. It's the face. Right. Actually, you know what? We met, we met, the second time we met, we met at Barbican, New York. And okay. that was just a different crowd altogether, right? And, and you, were, you were coming up on, and off the stage. I stalked you a little bit as you were stepping off the stage. And then we, I was like, oh, she, she's kind of cool, man. You know, and then that, that was kind of the thing. And then we started chatting. And then a couple months later, we, we had you on the, uh, the BTC. Because yeah, uh, I didn't make it to that show. And I remember when he comes home and he's like, Dude, I met Stay Gold, man. She is cool. I met Stay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, because we're gonna try to get her on the podcast. Or yeah. Cool. Yeah. Do you have like so when when and this doesn't have to be about like about actually getting on the stage, but like whenever you start to feel anxiety or something, do you have like a mantra that you go to or something to calm you down or just like chill stays, chill stay or anything you know that that you can kind of talk your way through or what are your go tos even if it's not a mantra? Um, I pretty much try to stop the negative talk or like just like you know allowing the voices to kind of go on in your head um meditation actually really helped me a lot um kind of bring 10 voices down to one and just being able to just like quiet it think to yourself about what you want it to be um and then following so it's a it's almost like taking a break in your mind of just like okay i'm here right now there's obligations you have to fulfill there's people in the audience that have expectations so how are you going to execute this and make it work so then I come up with a plan and then the plan helps me kind of move through it because then I just know there's a there's a process and step that I have to follow right um but prior to getting to a place where it felt more natural to do it every time um I mean I was pacing back and forth getting stomach aches just downing caffeine I mean at the beginning I was taking like shots on the side like mm-hmm. i did what i had to to just kind of collect myself because i mean those nerves like and i've seen this happen to one of my friends um he he's a barber on our team actually um he was literally it was like one of his first shows and i was backstage and he was just drenched in sweat and i'm like dude you look like you're gonna throw up like are you okay did you eat something wrong like it just looked like right. you had food poisoning he's like oh I, I i'm just really nervous and i'm like holy shit, like, I've never seen someone, like, freak out in that way. Like, I was freaked out, but I don't think I got to that place where I'm, like, literally sweating bullets. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people can handle it and some people can't, like, you know. Wow. Did, did starting statements and, and doing the things that you guys are doing, is that anxiety the same or is it different? With uh, Babelis doing it now? No, with, with like when you started oh. statement, what, did you have that anxiety and the, the anxiety leading up to that? Yes, because I think it's a different focus that I'm not used to yet. Because now it's not technical with clippers; it's more technical with everything and also maintaining time to style. So it's it's a new set uh, script that I'm still building now in a different element. Yeah, because it's not like you representing somebody else. It's this is you, and and you got to represent you and. and does it live up to to you? That's the challenge. Like some, I feel this even from barbers at any show. They see me online, obviously, and I always try to ask. I'm like, if people are standing around, I I always just try to like get into people's heads. Like, oh, like, is there any questions that you have? And you know, some of them are usually like, no, no, no I just want to watch. And then some will actually open up and be like, I just wanted to see you cut in person. 
to see if it's the same, if it lives on, if it lives up to what I see online, you know? Oh, so and it's like I'm more, more of a judgment than I just want to hang out with you. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's if you're the real deal. Yes, there's definitely genuine people that I love and appreciate, but there's those little cue checkers that yeah. always show up, and I just find that to be a little interesting, but it keeps me on my toes. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you are the real deal, so, you know, they, they just have to go like, yeah, she's she's the real deal. <laughs> that's what happened in New York when I met you. Pressure, <laughs> man. It's crazy. That's wild. I mean, that's, that, that's kind of the weird thing about the position that you're in, right? Yeah. Because like, I still get it, even with, like, like female barbers that, that deal with a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've dealt with some sort of, like, struggle like that for a while, so... To me now, it doesn't affect me as much. If, like, people want to check me like that, it totally doesn't bother me. It's just, like, it's just like oh, okay, that's cool. At least I know, like, okay, what else I have to do to, like, secure myself. Right. Um, and usually it's always through work. Like, I'm, like, I'm not going to argue with anybody anymore. Like, Why? This, yeah. Mm-hmm. For what? Do you have, do you have a, um, do you have a lot of female barbers that reach out to you? Plenty. Yeah. Yes. And uh, with a lot of the, like, with a lot of, like, in the last podcast, we talked about, like, you being a female kind of working your way through, like, this male-dominated um, industry. Is Are the, is are those the conversations you're having? Uh, for them right now, it seems like they're not getting respected by maybe the industry guys or maybe clients. But they're also speaking from less than five years, so I find that to be a little tough. Mm-hmm. Because you gotta you gotta go on for a while till till you can get that 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 little stripe that you're looking for, you know. Right. And and if the thing is, people will will respect you when the work can speak for itself. You don't ever have to fight for it, you know. And I get it. There's there's certain barber environments that are maybe you know tough to work in, and that's maybe where it gets tough. Um, but in those cases, anytime I've ever dealt with that in the shop, it always points me back to okay i just have to have better work i just got to be better at my work put my put my energy all here mm-hmm. get it to where i need to and then worry about that stuff later or don't think about it you mm-hmm. know don't don't waste another thought on it you were saying that you're me- you meditate to kind of calm it down do you meditate before each each presentation or is it just part of your daily practice um i don't do it as much but the funny thing with meditation is uh, there was a point in my life I couldn't be in a quiet room. Like it was kind of, it would drive me a little crazy and and scary. And I just couldn't have pretty much like, I just felt like I couldn't focus on anything. Um, I Like sleeping, I had to have a light on, I have to have TV on. There was always like noise. Um, and then when it was very clashing. And I think when that happens, you, you in your life, you fall very stagnant in what you do because you're, the thing is, you you stop making decisions to help you move on in in whatever direction that you're in. And I started, uh, I think I just I forget where I found that first thing. It might have been social media that led me to a book, but it was called The One Thing, and it's learning how to focus on one thing at a time so that you can quiet your mind. Um, and I want I don't know who the writer was, but the only thing I remember just right off the bat was. It was a breathing exercise to when you are nervous to or you feel like a lot of noise in your mind, the way to quiet was to just breathe and just imagine the air leaving your nostrils and hitting the nose walls and going back in. And it, that was your just your focus. And then if you do it long enough, it's kind of funny how that translates to other thoughts and stuff in your mind. And then I got deeper into like reading and all that after a while. Wow. Is, is there a particular like meditation practice that you do or you just you just um 
there's, like, what is it that like? There's some good ones on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, you you can do some that are like 15 minutes before you wake up. So as you're laying there and you're you're coming to your senses, like don't get on your phone yet and just uh, it's like it was like a 15 minute um, meditation. They talk you through it, what to feel, how your energy is looking. It's like you're you're almost like envisioning things and focusing on different parts of your limbs, and it's just like you feel so relaxed <laughs> and setting your intention in the morning. Like there was a bunch of different stuff I was trying. Um, at nighttime, I started doing some. Uh, it was so deep of a meditation, you'd fall right into sleep. So I was doing that for a while. Those are good, um, though. Those are super good. I, I get usually, like, some of the best sleep ever. Um, and then now I don't do it as much, but if I get to a place where I feel, like, foggy, I always kind of resort back to, like, yeah, some Supposedly, videos. That, like, a lot of that stuff, it's, like, self-healing, it's, right? It, yeah, you can it's, actually- it's all visual, too. It's It's, like, for example, like, it's so simple, and I don't know how often people even do this, but there was one where it's, like, you're, like, walking on a pathway. It's just one pavement, and you're going down that road in your mind. And then you got this suitcase, and you got to think about all the things that you're carrying on your back, put it in that suitcase, leave it there with the park bench, and walk towards the room with the light. And for some odd reason, if you can visual- visualize yourself going through that process, once you enter that room and you're looking back and that that bag with all your troubles is back there, like, it, you, you feel light. Like it, so it, when it's you a said, really crazy process. So when you said, like, uh, you, the things that are on your back, so you're talking about, like, the daily stresses or, like, yeah, the fights you just had down, with you. Right. If you feel guilty about something in the past, like, I, I think that's a lot of times, like, what we hold on to is just, like, man, I fucked this up last time. But it's, right. like, you know, shit happens, but you can always make it better or try not to do it again or the next time. That's the process, know? right? Yeah. 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 I mean, a lot of times, through life, I mean, you carry a lot of stuff, a lot of regret, a lot of, yeah. I mean, uh, and as as hair as hairstylists, barbers, like you carry a lot of weight from your clients if you don't actually ca- catch it. You know, it's like uh, I was even talking to my lash girl the other day, and I was like, you know, do you feel like a therapist? Because sometimes I just unload just like <laughs> my my week, and she's like, you know what? It's like certain people, it's kind of nice to have that 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 back and forth, but then there's some where it just like drains you. And if you think about it, there's even with friends, there's one friend that just like draining. And then other times it's, it comes to a healthy solution, you know? So it's like learning how to absorb and be there for people, for things, but not letting it consume you to where it affects like the rest of your, your life. I don't know how you have time to take anyone else's stuff. You know, you're, you're in the air more than a, more than I go to lunch. You know, it's, it's crazy, man. It is. It's pretty cool though. Like I, I just, I, I'm, I'm so proud of like what, not, not just what you're doing as a person, but, but, but the path that you're paving for the, and not even just for female barbers, but just for the industry as a whole. And the, I, I'm amazed that once again, that here we have these three barbers that came together and they started this, like that just isn't, hasn't happened, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that, and that it happened. It, it's very, very, it feels raw to me. Like it feels raw and it feels like, like the, uh, that path, you know, these raw path. Um, it's not. I, I, I don't. I don't really kind of know how to convey. I don't know if I'm conveying it right or not. But but it's like when I think of like I think of like uh, product brands. I think of whoever's ahead of that brand is like this like suit wearing a really put together person, and that's not what you guys represent. You know, in, in Are they put kinda, together. 
I didn't not put together, but just, just you know, like 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 I I can't wait to see Julius in a suit. You know, I'll probably be dead first. You know, right. but but you know what I'm saying? Like like yeah. like it's just that it's like it's almost like the street. Like the street is kind of like is kind of winning in the situation mm-hmm. and 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 for you guys. And, and I think that that that's going to create more opportunity for more and more people oh, um, to sure. be able to trust that. You know what I'm saying? Independent yeah. artists, baby. I mean, yeah. it, it's yeah. you know what I mean. People come to see what what's making the brands look good, mm-hmm. right? You know, yeah. it's, it's Showtime. Showtime. So, um, do you have a new blow dryer out? Yeah, we just launched. I should have brought it. Uh, the black. Bro, FX come on. Did we bring it? Damn, we don't have it. We don't have it. But yeah, that actually launched today at Premier Orlando on the first day. Um, there's only a limited supply here until the official launch, but I can't really remember their official launch. Soon. Soon. Yeah. So talk uh, about it. I mean. It's an extension of the Black FX line that you guys may have seen in the past. The clipper, the trimmer, and now we've added on with the blow dryer. I mean, uh, you've seen the gold and the rose gold. That's kind of the original models for that particular shape. Um, so I'm pretty much more neutral. I know it's stay gold, but I like gold to be very minimum. <laughs> and so More stay. Black, yeah. So the whole black finish is pretty sick. Um, I think a lot of people gravitate towards more of a neutral color, so I'm um, super excited with it. It has three amazing detachables, uh, diffuser, concentrator, and a beard pick. You should try it. Stop. Yep, you need... You you know, in the morning. Oh, we're going down to the we're going down to the uh, to the booth. Let's you're gonna you're gonna test. show me the pick. Yeah, 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 do that. yeah. And then a uh, hundred miles an hour of wind power. Is so that a lot? Like, what's a normal dryer? That's a good question. But a hundred sounds like a lot. We'll go with right? it. A hundred. You get that and quick. Yeah, it's fast. You're allowing to uh, dry hair pretty quickly. You got your two speeds, your two heats, uh, turbo, cool shot, everything you would need in a blow dryer. And especially for barbers, it's finally kind of like coming into the industry a little bit more where people are caring more about styling. So mm-hmm. that's also exciting to uh, see barbers be more interested in blow dryers and not just like a, a finger dry. All right, you're right, off, right, right, you right. Know. right. Or, I mean, or a lot of the barbers that don't even use any, like they just kind of cut it up and that's it, right? Yeah, throw a little bit of gel in there. That's and it. About the an go. Statement, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so, when, so, when, so when you're collaborating with uh, Babylus, do they come with you and go, do they, do they get, are you involved in, in what they're picking out? Or they go, oh, we're doing this black line, and here's what it looks like, and we're going to put your name on it? Or do, do you have input to say, you know, like, if we're going to do a blow dryer, like, it should, do, it, should, it should blow at 100 miles an hour? Not yet. Not with, not with at least not with uh, blow dryers, but definitely more in the clipper division. And that's a collective between however many members we have. Right. So it's like we have pretty much a – a variety of different tools because it's not one user, one tool. It depends on who's using it and how many you like to use. So with the tools, there's certain people that like certain things for certain regions. So they have different input than like somebody in the West Coast. Right. And then collectively we do and test prototypes till we find something that works well. And Dennis does a great job at listening and being trusting that, you know, all of our opinions matter, and I think that's why we have such an amazing set of tools. That's really cool. What's cool, too, about what where? Well, first off, where Babylus was, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago to where they, like you said, I mean, like you went to a stage, and it was like, you know, a, yep. a, a six-foot square stage that, that you're working off of, and now, I mean, if you're here at Premier, it's, it seems like it's half the uh, it's half the floor. You know, it, yeah. it's huge. But what's really cool about, and I don't know if it's Dennis or, or who's responsible for it, but, like, 
Like Presley was up with you guys. I mean, like Babalus is like represent really like fifty fifty representing the barbers and the hairstylists uh, w- with their tools, and I find that that's really cool. And and I don't know if anyone's tried to figure it out before, but Babalus has figured it out. Like they've made they've made it the hair industry and not just A or B. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 a nice hybrid, you know, of things because it was very focused more in you know flat irons, blow dryers. And then we entered the clipper division, I think, like, six years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, they've had they had clippers, but not to the level that they focused in now. And so to see that market grow, too, to even a salon level in sales, it's like, holy shit. A lot of people want to learn. That's cool. Yeah. And, and what's really cool, too, I was thinking about this the other day, is that because barbering has taken off so much everywhere it's the reverse now hairstylists need to be responsible for knowing clipper stuff as well where for years and years and years it was the opposite like barbers that well you these are the styles that are coming on you guys you know but now it's a little bit different like oh i've got it you do you feel that way as a cutter oh like yeah your barbering skill has to oh, be a lot better figure, in in the environment that i grew up in it was it was scissor over comb and they didn't want to use clippers you know what i mean and as as men's barbering has become mainstream uh, it forces you to learn clippers. It forces you to 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 really pay attention because you know men in general. That's 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 what they want. That's what they're looking for. And if you, if you want any type of men clientele, you better get on the you know get your act together. Yeah, yeah, and if you're a barber that has any sort of scissor skill, that's an easy upsell right there. Yeah, because the number one complaint that I had always heard from clients was. I'm tired of going to a person for the top, and I'm tired of going to a second person for the sides. Well, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because their barbers are really good at the sides, but they just weren't very good at the top and vice versa. Wow. So if you could be a one-stop shop, Damn. charge double. That's cool. We, um, yeah. Tony, I had breakfast with a, with a friend of ours, for, like a 35-year-old friend, and he's been a hairdresser forever, and, and he's seen the best do it, you know. Um, he's, he's British, and I don't know what that matters, but, you know, he grew up in that, that 35 years ago what, what British hairdressing was doing. And this morning, he, um, we were like, so what are you getting into? What are you going to watch today? He's like, I'm watching The Barbers. He goes, the barbers is the space now where he's like, he, he appreciates the artist, artistry of it. Um, and it's also brand new for him to kind of watch it. And mm. I mean, even in the last five years That's since amazing. we've been doing it, like, like yeah. the, the barbering game is artistic, you know? Yeah. And then when you watch those guys, like, use the clippers, it's like ballet. Yeah. No, that reminds me of this one time I was at a class. I don't remember if it was a trade show or a class. And there was one hairstylist that stood up at the end, and he said, I'm a hairstylist, and I have to say and be honest, I never respected barbers. Today I do. Today oh. I do. And he, Because he sat in a class, and I think he was trying to learn how to fade and realize. Or maybe he's been trying, and it was actually a lot more difficult than he probably thought it could be. And he was like, I just have to do this for myself and tell you that I, I respect what you guys do. That's so cool. Yeah. So that was cool. And this was like years ago, and that was one guy. That's like, pretty cool. Wow. But you know today that that guy's the best hairdresser fader in his town. I'm sure. <laughs> you know, because yeah. he was there early. Yeah. <laughs> right? He, he started the wave. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I, t- I tell you what, I totally enjoy when when my men's clientele comes in. I, I enjoy the barbering aspect of it. It's it's becoming my favorite part of my day. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's just, it's faster. I think I like the energy around it and... You're not stuck with clients for too long. Women's color or something, you know? Um, yeah, I always found it to feel more like like we're just hanging out and I'm just happening to cut your hair at the same time. Yeah. 
you were like, oh, you got pictures. I'll pull up your, your Instagram page and we'll go through your feed. All right. Is any that, you know, I can't do that, but. <laughs> I, <laughs> All right. <laughs> if I get bored or they're quiet, you just start reading their text messages. Yeah. Oh my God. Can we talk uh, about that? Yeah. I mean, you don't mean to do it. No, it's that's just it. Right there. Right. It's right there. And you're like, oh, yeah. I, I don't want to see it. You know, yeah. like, like you, 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 you try to funny. edit, but it's almost impossible. Yeah. So if any clients are listening and you're doing text messaging, whether purposeful or not, they're being Peek-a-boo. read. Peek-a-boo. <laughs> it's impossible not to, right? Yeah. It's so crazy. <laughs> that's wild. Sophie, dude, thanks for uh, making time for us. I know you're so busy. And like, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Much, Ooh. much, much respect and much love. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and, and and she's much nicer than her RBF. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you want to have me on for a third time, anytime for another topic, let me know. Dude, you know. Don't oh, you say heard that it here. Be, yeah, I you know. heard it You'll here. Be tomorrow she morning. She committed. I like, I like doing your guys' podcast. It's always fun. So uh, We like you, Yeah, man. invite me anytime. You'll, that'll definitely happen. Every show we're together, we'll, we'll be trying to, like, cut out <laughs> some time. Okay, yeah, exactly. That's so dope. Sophie, thanks for hanging out with us. And, oh, by the way, I'm going to say the same for you. I mean, if you got a blow dryer coming out or something, maybe we should come and uh, chop it up a little bit, and we can talk about it as oh, well. So if you have good. stuff to promote, even with um, if Statement's throwing a launch or something. I'd like to get the three, the, the three of you guys on. I know. That would that, be really cool. That'd yeah. be cool. Because I want to talk, like, what we talked about today, I, I would love to have everyone's perspective about, mm-hmm. you know, how it came about and how you guys work together and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's just hard getting Miguel out here because he's from the UK. Well, I mean, we could even just, we could do it with y- you and Julius, mm-hmm. you know? He is here. I know, but that dude's impossible to get hold of. Uh, At least for me. I mean, for me, he's impossible to get hold of, you know, but yeah. uh, he doesn't answer my text messages or my <laughs> DMs or whatever, and I'm just sad. <laughs> Now I need to go meditate. (laughs) (laughs) Sophie, once again, thank you. Thanks for hanging out with us and uh, and joining us. And thank you very, very much for joining us on your day off. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, share it with friends. Give us a rating and drop a review. To listen to all the latest podcasts, please subscribe from your favorite podcast outlet. And to stay connected on and off the show, you can follow us at Hairdistry on Instagram and all other social media platforms. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Peace and love.